Hello, welcome to episode number seven, Market Analysis. This is Value Investor TV podcast. My name is Beko and Hari. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about market analysis. In the last several episodes, we've so far talked about companies analyzing uh, their competitive advantage. We talked about uh, thinking like an owner, which is a very important process as an investor. We looked at different types of competitive advantage, starting from switching cost, network effect, all the way to IP, high cost infrastructures, as well as lowest cost, lowest cost providers. Now, today in this episode, we want to talk about we want to talk about um, the marketplace that these companies play in. If you think about internet industries, you know, if you think about different types of industries, industries are very different in, in nature. But overall, we can kind of classify them in three different buckets, growth, steady, and declining. And we want to touch on that and how that affects our thinking process. And also, we, we, want, we also want to talk about life cycle of a business. Business go through a life cycle, just like any, any organism out there from birth to all the way to decline and, and sometimes, sometimes death in companies. And actually, most times, death. So we'll talk about that in this episode. Welcome, you guys. Okay, so let's just dive right into different markets. <clears throat> um, as I said earlier, three different types of market industries, largely defined. And uh, there are different ways to look at them depending on, what, depending on what type of industries companies belong to. So let's start with growth industry. So Hari, if you could uh, tell us more about growth industry and how companies play in that industry... And as an investor, how we should look at those growth industry companies? Yeah, so growth is more the industries that are in growth are you know what you would think of uh, tend to be new newer players, newer industries like tech, e-commerce, uh, you know, um, you know, Twitch, like live streaming, that kind of stuff. So these things appear, you know, and there are lots of competition, lots of players show up in that space, and then what happens is. Um, you know, they all fight for control of that space. So, you know, it people probably forget, you know, there was Uber, there was Lyft, and then there was Sidecar. You know, a Sidecar, you know, was early on, you know, with all these other uh, players. Uber and Lyft kind of took off. Sidecar just, you know, was and also ran in that space. You know, so the, these industries that, that start out, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, blue, blue sky, basically. Everybody mm -hmm. is... Uh, is a potential customer at that point, and you can you can start growing, <clears throat> and so that means that there's a long runway for these companies to to play in, because there you know it hasn't been uh, touched yet you know as far as so I mean think about it from the perspective of 15, 16 years ago, e-commerce was you know is only one one percent of you know all of retail, even today it's only you know fifteen to twenty percent, so it it hasn't even penetrated. Uh, a hundred, you know, even fifty percent of, yeah. of retail. But everybody, all people talk about is uh, e-commerce and how everything is sold online and so on. You know, one of the side effects of these growth industries is that's where a lot of the press is. That's where a lot of people focus on as mm -hmm. investors. Uh, and these companies tend to get a premium in terms of price because people are interested in you know the the hot commodity mm -hmm. at the at, at the time. Um, and so, you know, you compare that to a steady industry, you know, you'd think about, uh, companies like banks, um, you know, almost everybody in the country has a bank account, you know, really the only people who get 
don't have bank accounts or you know kids who then you know get older so and and that's also replaced by people who die and you know they they shut their bank accounts and you know and so on so what you see is there isn't a lot of growth in those places you know there are you know there may be newer players that come along right. there may be declining businesses in that space but for the most part the overall market for this is growing you know, not much faster than GDP or even, you know, less than, you know, the yeah. the growth rate of the entire economy. Yeah, I just want to clarify one thing for our listeners. <clears throat> so we, so we, Hari talked about growth industry as a industry where, you know, it's booming. It's a blue sky, blue ocean, long runway, and press is on it. People are, people talk about, you know, e-commerce, uh, you know, cloud computing as a new frontier, as this wrong, long runway that people all can, can play in and therefore they get a premium and therefore they get a huge competition it's a very you know it's a very competitive space if you're in a growth industry and and as a you know we pivoted from growth industry and we're talking about a steady industry where an example that Hari mentioned banking is where you know people don't really talk about banking as a growth industry there it's a steady industry that everyone needs you know there's you know there's less less fierce competition as is as it is the case in the growth industry and that's where we are at now Hari's talking about the steady industry and contrasting that steady industry with growth industry so, so <clears throat> yeah and I, I think what i would say with that those two things is that you know y you have to look at it from the perspective of there are companies that are in you know the industry as a whole um you know there are maybe companies that are uh that are you know moving into these places so you know, a company may have some aspect of it, you know, like banks moved over to, you know, doing business online, right? And so that may be a growth area for that business. Mm -hmm. um, but as a whole, that industry is, you know, is is pretty stale, stayed as, as far as uh, it, it doesn't have a lot of runway. Now, you know, then you contrast that with uh, declining businesses, so or declining industries. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and you can think about it like... Um, you know, these are industries that are actually shrinking over time and they don't have a lot of, um, you know, these were, you know, tried and true players back in the day. Mm. Uh, and, and now they don't have that. So, you know, one of the classic examples is, um, is the whale oil industry, um, back in whale the, oil. Yeah. And so in the er, early 19, uh, 20, you know, 1800s, late 1800s, early 1900s. Mm. And so this, you know, this was what people used for lubrication, for industrial use, heating all of these you know various you know use you know whaling was the big you know big player but what happened was over time it got replaced by other uh you know other lubricants that were created out of petroleum products yeah. it wasn't as dangerous to go you know you know overfish the you know this whale uh, population. the whale population yeah. and so what happened is as these things got declined you know started declining there was still usage of you know of whale oil in various applications but as that industry shrunk, you know, people were switching into what was considered the growth industry at the time, which was petroleum products. Mm. And so wh wh why that's interesting is that, you know, people make this assumption that, you know, as soon as a, um, you know, people, you know, you know, that's not the future of, of whatever. Right. Everybody talks about brick and mortar stores. That's not the future of retail. Well, when you consider that it's still 80 percent of retail it's still a very massive market. Now it may not be, it may be in the stable to declining phase, but that doesn't mean you can't make a lot of money if you are a brick and mortar retailer. And if, in fact, if you look at, um, 
Amazon and these other places, they are they're actually trying to open up stores, you know, physical stores to make, you know, to get into the brick and mortar space. And so, you know, this competition is shaking up the industry, but it's also meaning that uh, some other players may actually start, you know, changing their their business model. A lot of the brick and mortar are now selling online and a lot of the online places are trying to open up you know, stores uh, in the brick and mortar space. So, you know, the, this, you know, it, things can change, you know, you know, over time. And that, that change means that a company that was declining at one time can actually move into a growth phase or, you know, into a growth industry or a steady industry. And big players may change their, you know, their tune to get into a different, you know, uh, market space. So, you know, whenever you start thinking about these industries, you know, the declining businesses may have a lot of cash, may have a lot of, um, you know, built up uh, money that they can go in and start attacking, you know, different areas. They can try and fight back and say, hey, my business is declining, but I can go into, uh, you know, other things. So one of those is like, you know, oil and gas companies have a lot of investment in, you know, uh, in energy, uh, in alternative energy. So in solar power, wind, all of that stuff. So they're trying to get into these newer growth or growth industries. So, you know, so, it, you know, when you start looking at this stuff, you have to start an analyzing it, not from the perspective of just the industry, but also what is the company doing to, you know, to kind of combat some of this stuff. And I'll tell you as a value investor, you know, the growth industries tend to carry a price premium. So we don't, always look in that space we're not that doesn't mean we won't but it's these steady industries that have and and declining industries that where there you can find some things that are trading for a lot cheaper than they're actually worth mm -hmm. and yeah. so they can be interesting right so there's a lot to unpack there <clears throat> right so we talked about growth industry steady industry and declining industries and how you know these di these different marketplaces have different defining characteristics and features but if you look underneath the hood, even within the marketplace, you have banking industries that's going into internet banking. Internet banking, banking as a whole is a steady industry, but internet banking may be more of a growth story. So underneath the hood, you know, it's not so black and white as just classifying companies into one bucket or the other. It's, it can be fluid. And another thing that Hari talked about, which is very important, is the dynamicism of the company. This is what we talked about from episode number one. We talked about why companies are important to invest in, why is it a good vehicle? It's because companies can move around and adjust, right? So as Hari talked about, you know, you have this giant conglomerates, let's say for for example, you know, railroad, oil and gas, they're, they're in the declining industry, but yet, you know, they are a company, so they are able to be dynamic, and therefore they're able to deploy their capital to the growth industries to the new growth engine, be it, be it, uh, you know, uh, renewable or be it whatever it may be, they're able to do that. And so very important concept to touch on there. I, I want to come back. I want to touch on the, <clears throat> the life cycle of business, the life cycle of a business. Uh, we talked about in the introduction that companies, just like any other living organism, go through a life cycle. They get, you know, they're born, they grow up. You know, they they uh, mature and then they, you know, phase out and die, right? And so different life cycles um, and, and, you know, I, I want to I get Hari's input on that life cycle and how it relates to um, investment, investment thought process. Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, 
Becco and I work for a startup, you know, so we are in the launch to growth phase kind of a business, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's where, you know, a company hasn't is, you know, cash constrained. They may not have the, the cash to, you know, to they're not generating cash, so they're really burning money. Mm-hmm. And into in order to support their growth, any profits that they have, they're going to plow back into the business in order to, you know, to promote the growth and, you know, increase the, the growth of, of the business. And then they get to a point where they're able to generate enough cash that they don't need it all for growth. <clears throat> and, you know, and that that's starts when, you know, you know, you, there's this classic, you know, picture. It looks, you know, as a physician, I always think about it as bacteria, right? It looks like an S, you know, and it starts low, it goes up, and then it goes um, flat again. Mm-hmm. And so that growth phase is when that is that line going up, you know, that you see. You know, and then when you hit that maturity phase is when, you know, the company really can't grow because they've tapped out all of their market, you know. And, and so, you know, you think about a business that has is basically everywhere, right? So 30 years ago, McDonald's wasn't in every country, right? And so they were able to continue to grow. And some companies have hundreds of years of growth, right? And, you know, they're able to continue to grow, you know, and they they generate tons and tons of, of money. And then what they do with that money is they go and buy new businesses and then they try and grow those businesses. And, you know, sometimes they can do that very successfully and continue to expand their existing businesses out. And then there are other businesses that you could you could make the argument are in decline um, because, you know, if you look at the, you know, Sears, you know, which was... Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it was eighteen hundred, late eighteen hundreds was founded, and you know, Sears was was basically the Amazon of the. You know, they sold everything, right? You you could go into a Sears. They were they had a catalog where you could find everything that you you wanted, and they would mail it order uh, to you. And then they uh, then they started opening up the brick and mortar space. They had started making, uh, you know, spent a lot of money into this growth phase. Then they hit a point where they had. You know, there was a Sears in every city, in every town. There was a catalog store in every place. So you could you could find a Sears everywhere you went. And then what happened was they started putting money into other businesses. So Sears had, you know, surprisingly, Sears owned Allstate, you know, the insurance company. They owned a bunch of businesses that you probably never knew that they had. And they eventually divested themselves of all of these industries um, and are at now at a point where they don't, you know, they're in decline. They don't make enough money to support their existing businesses. They're shutting down stores and so on. You know, and some some businesses may never decline. I mean, they may just stay in this mature phase. Some may stay in a growth phase for a while, you know, and they, they may continue to find new avenues of growth. So, you know, you know, just like human beings, you know, some people live till they're 20 years old and some people live to 100 you know, businesses have different lifespans depending on the industry they're in, the, uh, you know, the savviness of the, the people who run the business who are able to find new areas to put their money into. Uh, and, and so you have to really start thinking about this as an owner. I buy a, buy stock in a company. I own, I'm a piece of piece owner of this business. I have to think about it. Where am, where am I in this business? Where am I going to deploy my money? if I'm the owner of this business to continue growth, to expand, you know, uh, the amount of money that I make for my, you know, shareholders. And then, and that may be finding new industries that are either in 
you know, in growth state, steady state or declining. But we need to all get, you know, you know, that's part of this whole process is really just understanding the business that you're operating in because that's how you make good decisions about uh, investing. Right. Yeah, so <clears throat> just just quickly recapping the life cycle of a business, you know, previously we talked about different marketplace, um, you know, also industries, synonym, marketplace industry. Industry, we talked about growth industry, steady industry, declining industry, but this is a good, this is a really important point I want to point out. Industry and business life cycle are separate things. Industry, again, industry and business cycle is different things. So industry, growth industry, steady industry, declining industry, life cycle of a business, launch, growth, mature, declining. There's two separate places, two separate ideas. So a company can be in a declining phase, but still can play in the growth industry or steady industry or declining industry. So those, that two different concept is very important to nail. I want to convey, convey this concept to you guys. And Hari talked about how, you know, different types of growth phases uh, or phases in the business from launch to growth to maturity and declining. Sears was a great example. As the Sears was ramping up, it drew this S shape and then, it, it, you know, it's now in the declining shape. So if you think about a bell curve, almost, it kind of looks like that. And, you know, he talked about how, how he talked about how the longevity of a company depends on a few different things, you know, depends on the marketplace, depends on people who run the place. Uh, so that's also important to realize as an investor looking into companies. So why don't we do a quick exercise? You know, I think a couple, a couple episodes ago, we talked about launching Hot Dog Inc. And we did that because we wanted us and you guys, listeners, to be able to think critically about a company. And the best way to do that is by starting a company on our own, you know, thinking as if we're starting a company. So Hot Dog Inc., as we are opening up new stores in New York City, I think that was our our location. What you know, what what type of industry are we in, and what type of phase in the business are we in? Yeah, so you know, when you open up that first hot dog stand, right? We talked about how you raised money, and you know, you you borrowed debt, you raised money from your friends and family. That's you know, sold shares in the company as equity. Um, and so here you're now in this, you have this one hot dog store, right? You're in this launch phase and, and now you have to decide, do I want to grow my business into a, you know, an, a franchise or an industry, you know, like that has hundreds of stores and, you know, generates profit at every store and I get, you know, collect money off of that. And how do you grow this? You know, so, so obviously we're in the, restaurant industry right um and you know there are sub segments of every industry that maybe you know fast food or you know fast casual is another concept you know that you know people talk about but the restaurant business is a steady industry right it is not really declining it's not really growing you know and as a hot dog store you know there's a lot of competition especially in new york city um you know there are hot dog stands there are other things uh, that, you know, compete for my attention, you know, you know, we can make the argument that if you like hot dogs, you may like burgers also. Those, you know, I have to make a decision when I buy a hot dog whether or not I'm going to buy a burger also. And so all of that, you know, there's lots of street food, you know, that also competes with it. You know, so I can grow my business by launching, you know, new stores. I can grow my business by, 
having more people come to my store, right? So I can spend money on marketing to get more people, right? But typically I'm not going to drive, you know, 40 blocks just to go get a hot dog, mm-hmm. right? So it makes more sense for me to have um, stores in, in, you know, convenient locations so that people are walking by, they see it, they can stop and get a hot dog, right? So, so the growth is going to come in by putting in, you know, out- outputting more stores, and so, you know, that's where we are right now with the hot dog, you know, store is that we're trying to think about, you know, this growth. And as an owner, right, what I may realize is that, you know, this concept works in the city of Manhattan, you know, in in Manhattan, but it doesn't necessarily work in, you know, say Houston. Yeah, Philadelphia or, you know, somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. So I may have to change, you know, I may need to have brick and mortar stores. I may need to have, you know, do I want to have um, Uber delivery, you know, you know, come and pick up my uh, food and drop it off via Uber Eats. How do I want to have, you know, you know, that kind of setup, right? Maybe I want to have a, um, a deal with the, you know, the, you know, the New York Yankees where I sell, you know, hot dogs, right? But obviously if I'm going to do all of that, I need to get to a certain point um, where I, my name brand is recognizable and I have enough money to support this, right? And so, you know, the first step may be to start growing just by opening up new stores, mm-hmm. right? And and so that's kind of where you have to think about this. You know, the restaurant industry is going to have, is a very tough business, right? And typically what happens in the restaurant business is the first five to 10 years is when a business, you know, can grow really quickly. And then people kind of get tired of the food and then they, they move over to something else, right? There are some exceptions to this, obviously, but you know, so you, you have to think about it. How long is this runway for this business? And, you know, there are lots of restaurant chains that have shut down over time just because, you know, people just stopped going and so on. So, you know, what do I want to do with my, you know, the money that I have and the profit that I generate, you know, should I go get more debt, go, you know, raise more money through equity? Uh, and so these are all, you know, the, the, the kind of things. Um, yeah. You know, that you have to think about as you go through it. Right. Yeah. So the Hot Dog, Hot Dog Inc., um, you know, it, we're obviously in a launch and growth phase. And Hari talked about different ways to uh, to start Hot Dog, you know, how to market yourself, what to do when you are in a launch phase, especially in this restaurant industry. And the restaurant industry as a whole, it, you know, it's in a steady industry. It's never going to decline. It's in a steady industry, but it's not a growth industry again. Yeah. And so finding innovative ways to really, you know, get yourself started uh, is a is a is a very important thing. And you know, this this idea of analyzing Hot Dog Inc. again is just just like analyzing any other companies. You know, say you pick a hostra, hot uh, restaurant chain that's being publicly traded in Nasdaq. What you do is basically what you just did. You think about okay, this is a restaurant business. How are they growing? How are they, you know, the return retained earning? How are they supporting their business as they move forward? Are they continuing to plow money into growth, or what does it look like? So these are types of questions that you have to answer for yourself as an investor. And to be a good investor, you should you should do this. Uh, so that's so that's it. You know, the market analysis. We talked about different types of industry, growth, steady, declining. We talked about life cycle of business as a separate concept, as separate concept than industries, different types of industries. We talked about launch, growth, mature, declining, the S-shape of a life cycle of a business. And we went through the exercise of Hot Dog Inc. and how it relates to two different concepts we talked about there, the marketplace and the life cycle of business. 
Very, very important to nail down. So, well, thank you all for uh, joining us in this episode, uh, episode number seven, Market Analysis. And if you liked our episode, please subscribe to our channel on YouTube or any other podcast app that you listen to. It'll help us a lot. And leave us leave us comments. We'll we would be happy to chat with chat with you guys, correspond with you guys, in the chat in the chat box. So, uh, so thank you. Join us on the next episode. Thanks. Thank you.